Hello and welcome to episode four of PawneeCast. On this month's episode, we talk to Dr. Kevin Lavery, manager of trade relations at Pharmacy Benefit Dimensions, a local pharmacy benefit manager. In his unique role, Kevin is responsible for overseeing the drug manufacturer contracts program and leading negotiations with pharmaceutical manufacturers. We also talk about his continued involvement in pharmacy organizations and the importance of doing so. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Kevin. How are you? I'm doing good, Vicki. How are you? Good. Thanks so much for joining us on another episode of PawneeCast. Of course. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So before we get started, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself? Sure. So my name is Kevin Lavery. I am a licensed pharmacist. I live in Williamsville, New York, and I graduated from the University at Buffalo in 2019 with a PharmD and MBA as part of their dual degree program. Big Buffalo Bills fan. As expected in Buffalo. Of course. Yeah. Around here you have to be, right? And yeah, that's me. Anything that you do in your spare time? Um, yeah, I'm a pretty boring person, honestly. So, you know, a little HBO, a little Netflix. I like being outside, hiking. Anytime you get the chance to go to the Adirondacks region, the High Peaks region, that's really beautiful. So looking forward to doing that this fall, hopefully. And just just being outside, hanging out with family and friends. Since you mentioned Netflix and HBO, what's like your go-to thing at the moment? Right now I'm watching Succession on HBO, which is really good. Uh, I've heard good things. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. And outside of that, really just consuming as much podcast and football content as, as I can handle. Are there any other teams that you watch aside from the Bills then? No, nope, pretty much just a Bills guy. I don't really do fantasy because I can't really root for the, the non-Bills players. That's so fair. A little bit yeah. of a purist that way. But any type of football content this time of year in Buffalo is pretty awesome. And then uh, what's a fun fact about you? Yeah, so I'm a pretty boring person, I feel like, like I already mentioned. <laughs> um I, I like weird, boring things like reading about drug pricing and, and health policy. But I guess if I had to pick something, you know, I've got a, a pretty big family. I'm one of six. So I have four sisters and one brother, and I've got eight nieces and nephews. So oh, wow. we do uh, family functions or go out to dinner. It's usually a big event. It's a, yeah, that's a lot of people. <laughs> Thanksgiving and Christmas must be a pretty big deal, too. Yeah, a lot of planning for my mom. You know, everybody's got to bring a dish or you, you got to take out a, a mortgage to, to get to get the pay for the food. So, <laughs> Can you tell us more about the work that you do at Pharmacy Benefit Dimensions and then how you got into the position? Sure. So Pharmacy Benefit Dimensions or PBD just for short is a pharmacy benefit manager. So I can hear all the gasps coming from the audience already from from the PawneeCast listeners here. But we are a wholly owned subsidiary of our parent company, Independent Health, which is the only independent regional health plan left in the Western New York area. So we service Independent Health as their PBM. And then we also service our self-insured employer groups directly as a PBM as well. So my role there is the manager of our trade relations program. So I oversee any relationships and negotiations between our organization and pharmaceutical manufacturers on uh, formulary products. So that's a typical PBM function is to negotiate uh, discounts for formulary products. So that's kind of the team that I oversee. 
How did you come to be in this position? So I started at PBD as an intern, actually, when I was in the school management and the pharmacy school doing the dual degree. And I actually heard about the intern posting through a student listserv, and it sounded like a really interesting role, very project-based, working with formularies, working with the clinical pharmacy team, had a little bit of a business flavor, some of the modeling aspects as well, monograph development for our pharmacy and therapeutics committee. So thought it was a great opportunity. Opportunity, got connected with an alumni that also went through the UB PharmD MBA program. So got connected with her and had the opportunity to come on as the first intern at PBD. And then, you know, as our, our company began to grow, they took me on as a full-time clinical pharmacist in 2019 when I graduated. And, and my role was to oversee our self-funded employer group formularies. So I was working closely with our, our systems team, as well as our uh, P&T committees and our policy folks and clinical folks and the account management teams as well. So working with our employer groups, clinical program development, those types of projects. And then middle of the pandemic last year, I had the opportunity to step up into a new role that was close, working closely with pharmaceutical manufacturers and, and those types of negotiations and, and discussions as well. So that's kind of uh, a little bit about how I got here over the last couple of years, but been with PBD since 2016 and, and, and started as an intern. So it's been a couple uh, iterations of my roles throughout that time. Are there any misconceptions about the work that you do? Yeah. So, you know, there's, of course, there's a lot of discussion, right, in the industry, rightfully so, about PBMs and, and how they operate in their practices and, and whether what uh, pharmacy benefit managers do is truly uh, transparent enough to the, to the stakeholders that are involved. And, you know, I think we, we take a unique approach to that. Again, you know, being aligned with, with our health plan, with a high-performing health plan, I think we operate under a little bit different of a model. Um, and, and we're confident in what we do does provide value, whether it's directly back to independent health as a, a larger parent organization or our employer groups. One of the great things about the role that, you know, I find rewarding is my, in my past experience working on the account management team is helping these local employer groups. We have employer groups around the country, but we serve a lot of employer groups in the Western New York area and really helping them get a handle on their costs. You know, medications are expensive and, and you see these new therapies coming out, whether it's rare disease or oncology. And this industry transition from synthetic small molecule to large protein based molecules and, there, and there's costs associated with that drug development, research, commercialization of these products as well. So. What I find rewarding is really being able to help serve our employer groups in that capacity, manage the cost for their employees and, and their members. So industry does have, say, associations that come along with it, but we're confident in the service that we provide is valuable to, to our clients and, and members. And I think the job is really helping employer groups and our clients um, really navigate the this complex system. I think a lot of times people might tend to focus on the negative, like the bad side of it, and not realize that there is some benefit, no pun of the name, um, that, that comes from it. Absolutely. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about your position? So there's a, there's a lot of things that I enjoy about uh, my role at PBD. So primarily what I think I enjoy out of it is I, I find it to be the perfect blend of really a business element and kind of a data modeling, financial element, and the clinical literature analysis. So there's a lot of 
a strategy involved. You know, I get to collaborate with a lot of really smart folks on our clinical pharmacy team and our formulary team, drug policy teams to really optimize our formularies and our offerings to our members. And I find that rewarding. To piggyback on that, the role really requires you to be on top of clinical information in real time. So as our product, more or less, you could think of these as drug formularies. They're constantly changing, right? New safety data comes out, new head-to-head study, new comparative evidence, new ISA reports. It could be pharmacoeconomic analysis. It could be new indication, anything. And all of that happens in real time and can have a direct impact on your formulary and the contracts that you have with these manufacturers. So what I find really, really rewarding, and there's there's this kind of thought that work in managed care or maybe PBM specifically isn't quote unquote clinical, but it's actually quite the opposite. Uh, the role really requires you, trade relations in particular, really requires you be, to be on top of all the clinical evidence as it evolves in real time. And I find it really easy kind of staying up to date. Everything that's happening because you got to know it. And one of the big parts of the role as well is just keeping track of what's coming down the pipe and how is that going to impact our clients or our stakeholders that that may be impacted financially or clinically by these new products. So there's a big pipeline element too in terms of monitoring what's coming and make sure we have a plan to address whatever whatever's coming down the pike. Definitely seems like a unique opportunity to really stay up to date with everything because depending on where you work, like I work in community, we're only seeing a specific set of medications and you might lose a lot of that knowledge that you had in school. But in your position, it seems like you kind of have to always be prepared for anything that's kind of coming out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a really good point. You know, I worked also as an intern at Walgreens back when I was at UB. And it's really interesting because there's certain you, not really silos, but there's just certain drugs that you would never see really in an outpatient community pharmacy. Drugs that I, in particular, spend a lot of time on, for example, specialty. A lot of those products are, are moving through specialty pharmacies and likewise inpatient drugs. You won't really encounter a lot of inpatient drugs at all in an outpatient pharmacy and you don't really encounter a lot of specialty products. I, f- I find that really interesting how there's just specialties even within like outpatient products, right? And really have to be on top of everything from, you know, generics to high cost specialty therapeutics and then drugs that are coming out that you don't even know about. Pharmacy benefits, everything from stuff that you can get from your pharmacy, but also drugs that can be infused. That's where like a lot of the health plan interactions comes in. And there's a lot of drugs that pharmacists don't necessarily have direct impact for because they may be being infused in a physician's office or a clinic or something like that. But we're able to quote unquote touch them from the PBM and the health plan perspective because uh, those still need to be managed where appropriate as well from a cost perspective. What kind of advice would you give to someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? Yeah, this is a good one. So I feel like there's a lot that I would want to scream from the rooftop for a lot of pharmacy students. Being fresh out of school myself that maybe I, I wish I knew or kind of navigated a little bit differently. But I guess piece of advice, my immediate thoughts go to students and what I could do to help them navigate a potential career path. And I would say that it's really rewarding. I think a lot of people are pursuing managed care for the lifestyle balance that it offers, especially as demands on traditional outpatient dispensing roles keep increasing. So I find that 
a lot of people are pursuing managed care from that aspect and really being able to, for reasons we already spoke about, use their knowledge to evaluate clinical literature to make more population-based decisions. I think that's one of the big differences in managed care is you're not making really patient-specific decisions as you would in an outpatient pharmacy or an inpatient pharmacy. It's really a population-based aggregated decision-making with the clinical information and and published literature that you have. The piece of advice that I would say to students is do not get locked down in terms of careers. There's a lot of different career paths to pursue that most students probably never even think of. I went to pharmacy school probably wanting to be in a hospital because that's very popular and that's a growing role. I never knew that I would be working with manufacturers on a trade relations team at, at a pharmacy benefit manager. You know, that's like the last place I thought I would end up. But the reason I got here was because I pretty much joined as many student organizations as I could and experienced what they had to offer. The university is a great place to get your feet in the door with existing professionals, whether it's in specialty pharmacy, managed care, industry hospital, retail, really anything, you name it, there's probably a student organization join. And if there isn't, you can create one. Uh, So that's the first thing I would say is get your feet wet and all that there is to offer. And then secondly, don't restrict yourself to those options. I see different unique opportunities all the time, whether it's on LinkedIn or just by word of mouth. And people are hiring pharmacists for, for so many different things, whether it's benefit management, a large employer group, or freelance medical writing, Or, you know, I've even seen postings for pharmacists at L'Oreal, like the cosmetic company. Interesting. It's just not what people would think. So I I just urge students in particular to keep their eyes open and, and their mind open. And if you are interested in pursuing managed care in particular, definitely pursue internship opportunities and shadowing opportunities with any pharmacist that can take you. And an AMCP is a really great resource to get involved with your student chapter. So that's that's what I would recommend for any students in particular that are kind of focused on the managed care space. Managed care seems kind of like the Goldilocks uh position because you really get to have that work-life balance, but at the same time, you really have some impact, but also still maintain your like your clinical knowledge and apply your clinical knowledge. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's not uh, necessarily a patient-facing role in many situations. And I think that's what may or may not turn pharmacists off. Some people like that. Some pharmacists don't. My fiance, she's a pharmacist. All pharmacists, it seems, stick together, right? Every pharmacist knows another pharmacist or, or they're with another pharmacist. But she really enjoys the, the clinical aspect and the, the patient-facing aspect. And for me, I, I really enjoy the population-level decision-making. That's not necessarily a patient-facing role. So and there are, even in managed care, there are, you know, MTM is a is a, a perfect example of a patient facing role where you can make really valuable interventions to these patients that are confused or need help navigating their insurance and or their benefits and, and make sure that there's open lines of communication with their doctors and their physicians. A lot of our MTM pharmacists at IH have, have developed really good relationships with some of the members over a, a long period of time because they're touching base with them. And so there are opportunities, even in a type of office-based atmosphere, an eight to four, an eight to five type of atmosphere, where you can still make meaningful impact on members and patients, even though it may not be directly face-to-face in that way. Is there any like general advice that you could offer to anyone listening? So I'm probably the last person anybody wants to ask for advice. <laughs> but again, I think I, I hit on this 
uh, you know, just for pharmacy students, I kind of hit on what I would recommend for exploring different career paths. In that case, I'll ask a different question. Since you are the treasurer of Pawnee at the moment, can you tell our listeners why you kind of got involved with Pawnee and why you continue to stay involved? Sure, I'd love to talk about this. So I got involved with Pawnee, I believe, in about 2004. Uh, I'd have to go back and check, but I believe that was when it was. And of course, I was a student in my second year in the pharmacy school at UB. And one of our professors, the senior associate dean, Carl Fiebelkorn, also on the board of directors, is a big advocate for students getting involved in you know, different student organizations and more specifically, pharmacy advocacy getting involved at the legislative level to protect what we do as pharmacists. And so I I looked for every opportunity to really get involved early on in my pharmacy career because I I really wanted to seek out all options that were available and kind of let my mind run with it and see what stuck. And so I became one of the student liaisons at Spawning, which is a student organization, and really just became involved through there, eventually became the vice president of Spawny and then served as the president of SPISNY, which is the state level organization, the parent organization that pretty much oversaw all of the student chapters at the state level. So became really involved at the state level and, and at, with the conferences and networking that way. And one of the great projects that one of my co-students, Kelsey Violanti, was able to accomplish was in regards to student vaccination and students as immunizers. So when we were coming through the school at UB, we were pretty much dumbfounded that New York State did not allow pharmacy interns to immunize in New York State, even though, you know, we were legally authorized to do anything a pharmacist can do under their direct supervision. We're kind of taken aback by this and Kind of, you could say, disgruntled about it. So we we did, a, you know, we did a big project, did some research, and you know, it turns out we were one of less than I think when we started this project about like five states or so that actually didn't allow students to immunize. And actually, in some states, technicians can immunize. So we really took this upon ourselves to to kind of take this as our mission and get involved. And we were able to draft a resolution to the to the parent organization PISNY, which effectively kickstarted some legislation got the ball rolling, got a bill introduced to both houses of government at the state level. We were able to kick off a letter writing campaign. We actually visited Albany with about 50 students to help uh, raise awareness to the bill with the direct legislators that were on that committee. And eventually, of course, it passed. So just one of the tangible you know, outcomes that we were able to have as students, which was really cool. I think by the time it passed, we might have been the 48th state or something that, you know, actually allowed it or whatever. So we were a little bit behind the eight ball, but it was still kind of rewarding to look back on that a little bit and realize that there was some type of impact. And, and that really just made me appreciate the the opportunity there and the importance to stay involved. And that's why I've remained involved even after graduation and as a board of director member as on the executive committee. And I just want to say once again, thank you for all of the hard work that you've been doing as treasurer for Pawnee. It's, it's been immensely helpful. I don't think there's words to describe how uh, great you've been. So thank you. Absolutely. I'm, I'm happy to give my time and service to the organization that's done a lot for community pharmacy and pharmacy in general over the last you know decades. Pawnee has been around for a long time and there's just a lot that any pharmacist that practice in New York State should be thankful for the work that's been done um, by the by the state organization with PISNY, but more importantly and equally importantly, I should say, is, is Pawnee and all the work that's been done over the last many years to, to continue uh, pushing the, the pharmacy profession forward. 
And a lot of times people don't realize all the effort that kind of goes on behind the scenes to make all of that actually happen. Because, you know, one day a random student can turn on the TV and they'll see, oh, you're now able to immunize. But, you know, they don't realize all of the hard work that kind of went into it. Absolutely. Yeah, I I couldn't echo those thoughts more. There's a lot of time and and effort behind the scenes to make sure that, you know, pharmacists are protected in what we do. And, you know, I, I thank everybody that's involved in the organization and hope it continues moving forward. Thank you, Kevin, for uh, talking with me today and sharing your expertise with uh, Pharmacy Benefit Dimensions and then talking about Pawnee as well. Of course. Yeah. Thank you, Vicky, for having me. All right. Thank you. Thank you. If you have any feedback about this episode or any other episode, feel free to email the show at pawneecast at gmail.com. You can also contact the Pharmacists Association of Western New York directly at facebook.com slash pawneerx and through our website at pawneerx.org. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting app. And while you're there, feel free to rate and review us. And thank you so much to all of you who have already done so. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a warm and happy holiday season. And most importantly, a happy new year. Bye. Thank you for your wise words and uh, a little bit of, um, and thank you for sharing the, uh, English is hard, man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Lord. Okay, let's try this again.